You are listening to a Banzai Retro Club podcast. Language and topics may not always be appropriate for younger listeners. Press 1 for a groovy topic from the 1970s. Press 2 for an awesome topic from the 1980s. Or press 3 for a slamming topic from the 1990s. Please choose now. Too late. We have made your selection for you. Let's start the show. Ah, uh, yes. We should probably get started. <laughs> oh, yeah. We have Sorry a about that little little choking <laughs> yeah, episode okay? there for a second. Yeah, I'm fine. I just, my whiskey went down the rhyme pipe, which is never good. I but hate that. I'll be fine. I'm alive. That sounds like a... ELO song or uh, Bee Gees. I'm alive. Uh, staying alive. That'd be staying alive, buddy. Staying alive is no, good. No, no, this is from the um, uh, Xanadu soundtrack. Oh, well. <laughs> okay, you got me there. All right. Because <laughs> I don't know the Xanadu soundtrack at all. Yeah, it's from ELO. I'm alive. Okay. The one where all they uh, they're in the picture and then they come to life and then they start. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tangent alert. Yeah. Olivia Newton John tangent alert. All right, which is completely <laughs> acceptable. Is that you 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 can tangent with on Olivia Newton John. You can tangent on Christy McNichol. All of those are fine. Um, <laughs> well, we just want a tangent on the movie to be unnamed. I don't know what you're I talking would, about. The codpiece one? Oh, we can. Oh, we can totally tangent on codpiece. Yes, just not that movie. Um, all right. So uh, you guys have your topic ideas already for uh, I totally do. TV? Yeah, I think so. Right. We're we're still doing uh, like kind of dramedy TV. Um, whatever you want to talk about. It's your twenty minutes. Um. I don't know. Scott, you want to kick us off, and then we'll do Suzanne, and then uh, I'll just keep mine for next time? Sure. Okay. You ready? Uh, yep, whenever you are. Okay, I'm going to count down from 40. Oh, nice. A, <laughs> a nice long countdown. Uh, three, two, one. We have liftoff. This is 90-something podcast. I know it sounds mental, but sometimes I have more fun vegging out than when I go partying. Maybe because my party clothes are so binding. You're an idiot. I'll show you. Starting tomorrow, you'll see I'm just as sane as anybody. But I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. I make you laugh. I'm here to fucking amuse you. What do you mean funny? Funny how? How am I funny? Smelly cat, smelly cat, what are they feeding you? Mentos, the fresh maker. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Bonsai Retro Club. We are uh, going to discuss a few things, mm, TV shows. 
just our pick. Uh, it's it's going to be kind of a, a, a drama slash comedy, maybe a lighthearted drama or even a, a intense drama. But uh, we, I, it's me here, Scott. I'm here, and Dave is here. Hello, Dave. Hello. Glad to be here. And Suzanne. Hi there. Hey there. <laughs> uh, Rose is out tonight, so it'll just be the three of us discussing whatever topic um, I'm going to pick or TV show I'm going to pick. And I am going with a – it was it started in 1990, ran until 1995. So I'm going with a 90s one, which is not my usual forte. Uh Northern Exposure. Hmm. Now, I had a feeling you were going to pick that. I've been, I've, I've had this like, you know, I, I've thrown this name out there many times over the years. Yeah, we never just, got to talk really, about it too much. No, not really. Um, I think it's Suzanne, shown up I, like on a list of like your favorites, you know, and you've probably, talked about probably. like a little bit there, but not like Very, at at length. So yeah. So this is this is my opportunity to kind of run through it and and give my take on this one because it really is like one of my favorite TV series of all time. Um, like if you had like that desert island type thing, right? This might be this would be one that I would definitely consider either this or the X Files to bring on a desert and for the rest of my life. Cause I love this show that much. Uh, there's a lot of great, great actors in this one, uh, from Barry Corbin from, uh, war games. Remember he was one of the generals and, or the general in that one. Yep. Um, Janine Turner, who I had a crush on for many, many years. Uh, let's see. Oh, John Corbett, who is who was in my big fat Greek wedding? That I think that's what he's mostly known for. But he does a lot of voiceover stuff for commercials. If you ever if you hear if you know his voice, you'd you'd recognize it in commercials. Um, and then of course the main character himself, Doctor Joel Fleischman, Rob Morrow. So are you guys familiar with this show at all? Do you know the the gist of it? I, I know the not. gist. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't watch too much of it, but I remember hearing about the quirkiness of it. It is very quirky, and that's that's one of the things I love about it. It's so it it has um, it has some really interesting topics that they bring up in these in these episodes. Um, I mean, it's a running episode, of course. Kind of, you know, they're they're following the life of this doctor, Joel Fleischman. Um, and so Dave, what about you? Do you know, do you know much about this? I do not. I, I have zero exposure to this other than knowing that it was a show that was broadcast. You said exposure. Yes. Oh, I did that on purpose. (laughs) That's fun. Yeah. Um, okay. So I'll give you the quick rundown and we can chit chat about it a little bit. Um, I'll probably run through a, a few of my favorite episodes. Dr. Joel Fleischman. So he's a medical student. He applied for um, scholarships, like 75 scholarships, and 74 turned him down. The one that took him was Alaska. And he was supposed to go practice in Anchorage, but when he gets to Anchorage, finally, after all, he goes through medical school and all that, he gets to Anchorage, and the, the, the pilot is him getting to Anch- or getting to Alaska. Okay, 
So uh, he gets to Alaska, and they say, oh, we don't need you here in, a- in Anchorage, but we're going to set you up in this little town called Sicily, Alaska. And little town is a uh, – that's generous. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a generous exp- uh, uh, description of it. So <clears throat> he ends up in this little town, and he the, the um, Barry Corbin is a guy named Maurice Minifield. He's a millionaire uh, former astronaut who bought up a bunch of, like – thousands tens of thousands of acres of property up in alaska and he's like i'm gonna expand this and grow it into this you know a mecca of the north and and he has all these aspirations of building this big city in in alaska and uh maggie is so maggie is janine turner or janine turner's maggie she and Joel have this sexual tension throughout the show kind of relates to similar to who's the boss. You know, they always have this thing going between them, but it, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't really come to fruition for several years down the road. And then when it does, it's no good. You know what I mean? Like what's, what's Maggie's he, job in the town? So Maggie is actually a pilot. Okay. And she, and she's Joel's landlord. She owns an, a, a rental property and he that's he is staying on her property okay. so she kind of is his landlord um they have a local town pub called the brick i feel like i've been to the brick <laughs> that's how that's how that's how familiar i am with this with this series I feel like I've I've sat in that bar with all of these characters, and I think that's one of the things I love about this show is they did a great job of of liking the characters, and that's what's important, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like when you when you're doing any any TV show or any movie or something, they want you to get like interested in those characters. I think that's what drew me into this. They're, they're characters. They build the characters really well. Um, the bar owner, his name is Holling, and he's married to this girl. Well, he's not married. They're, they're shacking up, basically. Until later on <laughs> in the series, they end up getting married uh, to Sherry. Uh, I mean, Shelly, this girl, uh, Cynthia Geary is the actress's name. Shelly, and she's like, I don't know, 40 years his his uh she's he's 40 years her senior how would you say that the other way around her his minor i guess junior he's junior yeah junior she's she's like 21 and he's in his 60s so it's it's it it's kind of it's kind of a weird thing yeah i'm I'm remembering i'm remembering uh, the dynamics of some of that now that's it it was it was funny but she wasn't she she was like completely devoted to him now totally she was was totally (laughs) like the original idea is that um maurice actually fell in love with her at a pageant like something of the northwest she was like the princess of the north or the northeast or something like that uh or northwest yeah great northwest northwest since it's you know alaska uh and he brought her there maurice brought her there to sicily and then 
she fell in love with the bar owner, another older guy. They're both older, like way older than her. It's kind of a f- weird father th- figure thing, I guess. Uh, but there's just there's a lot of weird little quirky storylines that go into this show that I think that's what made me interested in it. It's it's not your typical show. You know, it's got comedy mm. in it. It's got lighthearted. It's a lighthearted drama. That that's the only way that I can explain it. So anyway, um, I know Dave, you have like nothing for this <laughs> other than maybe some of the actors that, well, no, that I, you've I, seen in other things. Well, I was going to. Yeah, I'm curious now. Like, how busy of a medical profession does he have in such a small town? You know, how busy is he medically? You know, taking care of people. Um, it's re- it, it's kind of odd because so so this show s- focuses a lot on what now what we would consider indigenous people. Okay. Okay. Because in the show, like some of the show would not fly nowadays. Like some of the language that they use. Not now I'm not saying they're swearing a lot, but some of the the terminology that they use, uh, like they they throw the word Indian around like nothing. Like it's 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 very mm. common. Uh, and now you know Indian is not that's not proper use of the term for that race of people or culture or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Like today, I was Chrissy and I were watching it. Just we watched a couple episodes tonight, just so I could catch up on it because I knew that's something I wanted. to to uh talk about and i'm like wow there's a lot of stuff in here that's that's like it would not be acceptable in a lot of things uh of what people how people feel today in in the way of um racism and culturism whatever you want to call it yeah, a lot of new lines have been drawn as far as what is acceptable language. But right. um, And this, I mean, this is 30 years ago. So, I mean, it started yeah. in 1990. Things are totally different 30 years ago. Right. So, go on, Suzanne, you were going to say something. Um, no, no, that, that was basically it. That uh, It's hard to, I mean, at the time it was, I mean, how many shows do you know take place in Alaska? So, to be able to kind of it's inclusive in itself to have the show be there and include um, uh, people who are native to that area, you know, like his receptionist and such. Um, Oh, Marilyn. Yeah, Marilyn. Elaine. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so hopefully that's what people can looking back on can focus on as opposed to, you know, particular words or or language or, or references that since have changed in their acceptability. You know what I mean? That's the way I'd like I'd like to kind of remember these type of uh, stories, especially if they are very well intended and and um, and whether or not they uh, portray people in a in a good light. So, yeah. But so, uh, I, I remember like part of the problem, part of the the setup of the whole show was that he accepted the scholarship, but that meant he was indebted to work in that and serve that community for a certain amount of time, right? Because they yeah. paid for his education. That was part of the, that was part of the deal. That's how he got the scholarship. So he always felt kind of like, 
Dorothy, you know, being blown out of Kansas. Like, I really want to go home. I want to go home. But meanwhile, he's meeting all these great people and building all these terrific relationships, including with Janine Turner's ca- uh, character and such. So yeah. I think after a while that became home for him, right? It, and it does. Like, down the road, I mean, toward like the last season, I think it's they, – they had six seasons. It ran from 90 to 95. In in this, I think it was the end of the fifth season or the beginning of the sixth season, he actually like just goes off, uh, just leaves town, but he doesn't go back to New York. He goes to, he ends up in a like a shack down on a river in some little like eighteen person community like like i i'm just using 18 as like an example of how small it was you know it could be 20 yeah. 25 people in this little community that just lived on the river and just like fished and ate and and supported themselves there was it was not there was no electricity no plumbing nothing it was just he that's where he ends up and it's so bizarre to see him go from i think i think that's really I like the the direction they ended up going down that road because they took this guy that was so New York, you know, the first, the first, very first episode, the pilot, he, he gets there at night. He doesn't know where he is. You know, that they take him to his cabin that he's renting and he, you know, he gets there. There's a rat that gets caught in a trap and he like, as he gets up in the morning, he you see him running out the front door of his cabin, and he's got this he's got a golf club holding the rat, you know, to a a rat trap, and he like throws it in the in the dump in the trash can outside. He has no idea what it looks like outside. He looks up, and there's just mountains everywhere, and he's like, "Oh my god!" You know, and it's this whole fish out of water thing, right? Uh-huh. And then by the end of the series, he's He's a he's a fish in the water. You know, he's yeah, it's his. He's time. part of <laughs> now. He's part of the water. So it, mm-hmm. it's really fun to watch his transition, uh, his growth and his character as he's living there and just totally getting out of what he was brought up as. You know, he was even another term that they use. They're like you're. You know, he's a Jew doctor from New York. I mean, that's oh, that's that, that's that, the term well, that they use. I'm like, well, yeah. you know, what's that? No, I was like, just sarcastically, yeah. Well, that's nice language too, yeah. So, yeah, exactly. I'm like, wow. I'm like, wow, Jew doctor yeah. from New York. But that's, but think about it. That that's that's a very common thing. A Jewish doctor from New York, right? It's not. I I, I don't think it should be considered derogatory. I just think it's it's a commonality. But it would not; it's not acceptable in today's language. Right. Mm. Right. So I think the word I think the word Jew versus Jewish has changed. You know. Anyway, so mm. I'm going to say one of my favorite. I want to talk about one of my favorite episodes. Okay. And it okay. also has it also has some uh, some interesting cultural viewpoints from the from the Indian side or the indigenous people side. Okay. Yeah. This is a, it's called, it's the thanks Thanksgiving episode. Okay. And it opens up with them with Maggie and Joel 
just walking. You know, he had just left his office. They're walking home. They're walking down the street, and it's you know, it's getting close to Thanksgiving time. Thanksgiving's a few days away or whatever. And Joel's like, well, you know, the thing about Thanksgiving is that it's for everybody. There's no cultural boundaries on Thanksgiving. And as he's walking, they're walking down the street. He suddenly gets pelted with a tomato. Okay, <laughs> and it's a tomato thrown by an you know an Indian guy, or an, it, I, I don't know. Do, do you guys care if I say Indian or indigenous? I that's a mouthful sometimes. I don't know. Sometimes. I don't think there's <laughs> any right answer, and it's walking a really uh, a Native American, nice, no matter what, indigenous, uh, uh, you know, whatever person to um, that area. Yes. So he gets pelted by a tomato. Right. And he's like, what the heck is going on? Like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this to me? And he gets all bent out of shape and he ends up going back to the office, uh, to his office. And Marilyn starts explaining it to him. And she says, you know, this is, this is, you know, because the, the English or the you know the Europeans came over and they killed all our people, and it was a slaughter of the Indians, right? And this is this is our way of recognizing that, but not in a violent way. And he's like, "What you know? What are you talking about?" He goes, "She says, Marilyn says, well, you know, it's tomatoes, and she's." Marilyn's character is so funny because she is so deadpan in every <laughs> moment that she's on screen. You can never read her emotions. It's amazing. She's like a really good actress where she can just like not show any emotion whatsoever. Uh, so she goes, well, it could be rocks or knives. You know, that she, she's like, just be thankful that it's tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> in a way i'm like wow this is really this really taking a weird <laughs> twist but the over the the whole episode itself is just a it's it's very interesting and and it, it kind of makes you think about thanksgiving which is yeah, we're coming yeah. up on very soon uh and and how certain cultures may view it you know the the indian culture the indigenous people's culture may view it as a, a slaughter but yeah, he goes – he asks her why, and she says, because you're white. And he goes, no, no, I am not white. I am Jewish, <laughs> which okay. which really is an, another well, interesting – it's true. It depends on what your perspective is. You know, he doesn't right. consider himself a an ordinary white guy. He feels persecuted too, I guess, in his own way as – you know, for – Exactly. His heritage, you know, and uh, it's kind of interesting that they brought this all to light. Yeah. Uh, and maybe it was a moment a little bit ahead of its time in that respect. Yeah. Back in back in, you know, this yeah. 19. I think this episode, the episode that I'm talking about was probably in 91 or 92. Second, I think it was yeah. the second season. Uh, but I, it just always struck me as like, wow, they're really it's like it was a deep cultural dig. Yeah, you know, to 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 throw a Jew into this situation where it's you know the in, uh, American Indian Native Americans, you know, kind of lightheartedly getting back at the white. Oh, we're out of time already! Wow. 
Man, I, had so, I had so much to talk about. <laughs> this show is is really, really deep. It it goes into I'm I'm a, just let me wrap up a few things. I know you guys didn't mm-hmm. get to talk much. I I did most of the talking on this one. Um okay. there's some pretty cool there's like one of my favorite episodes also has a uh an eighties icon that kind of drops in just as a like a cameo and it's Adam Ant. <laughs> hey, Adam, Adam Ant. Surprisingly, he pays, plays a musician. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's uh, like ten episodes with uh, Adam Arkin. You're familiar with that name? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Funny. he 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 plays a character named Adam, which Joel like sees some weird footprint in the in the woods one night, and it's like a really big footprint. So he thinks it's Bigfoot. But it's really just Adam because Adam walks around with no shoes on all the time. And then later on in the series, Adam introduces his wife who he meets out in the, you know, he just kind of brings back. And her name is Eve. So it's Adam and Eve. It's just it's a funny little quirky. Oh, yeah. I think I remember Eve. Eve was really pretty wacky. If I remember that was they were a strange couple. Yeah. Eve was played by where I just had it. Uh, oh, I lost. Oh, Valerie Mahefri. And you, you, I'm sure you guys have seen her in other yeah, things. Yeah, I remember, I remember her. Yeah. There's, um, oh, you know who else played many, many episodes? Well, 10 episodes. I thought it was more than that. Wow, only 10. Mm-hmm. Anthony Edwards. Yeah, from ER. Yeah, from, and he was in it for or 10 from- episodes. He was he was Maggie's lim- love interest for a little while because and but he was um, he had like some kind of medical issues where he had to keep himself confined in a dome. I miss those episodes. There's so many weird, quirky little episodes in this show that it's like one one episode sometimes leads into the next, but. There's so many where it's just like off the tracks of, you know, you had no idea that was coming. I love that kind of thing, though. It's kind of like yeah. a, a Tom Robbins novel where you um, never know when you're going to come across a guy, in, you know, who lives in a box of cigarettes or something. Like, it's really weird. So, right. So do you guys do you guys remember um, the um, the video for Don't Worry, Be Happy? Yes. Okay, there's a guy. There's one of the actors that's in there. He's been in a few things. Uh, he's a very physical actor, and I cannot find him right now. I know who you're talking about. I can picture. Him. You know who I'm, I know yeah. who you talk. You know who I'm talking about. He was also in uh, Popeye, the movie. He played some character in that. He can do physical. He's very good at physical action acting. You know, like. He can do things with his body, kind of like like Jim Carrey can do very physical things. I wish I could remember his name, but that's another really interesting episode. So he comes in and he's part of this artsy. Bill Irwin. Uh, what? Bill Irwin. How did you find that so quick? I I got some mad Google skills, man. I guess so. <laughs> G, GTS, man. Google that shit. <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Bill Irwin. No, he's uh, and he plays this character that doesn't talk, but he's interested in Marilyn. Marilyn's not interested in him. 
It's it's very there's like that that's just another weird little quirky episode. It's great. It's a great show. It's it's very interesting, very unusual. It's not like any other TV show that I've seen. Um, and my wife and I have not watched a lot of like the dramas. Like we, you know, we lean towards some of the sitcoms and stuff. But this was just unusual and interesting, different. Do I know his character yeah. name and Popeye? What? Ham gravy. Ham gravy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Interesting. All right. Nice. Yeah. And that's all part of uh, our uh, offerings here at Bonsai Retro Club of useless <laughs> trivia. Full <laughs> <Old> service. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that that's my pick. There's there's a lot of great actors in this that went on to do other things. Um, like I said, John Corbett has done quite a few things. And then uh, Barry Corbin has been around for a long time. So anyway, um, do you guys have anything else to add before we wrap it up? I, just, I think I'm good. I, I, it reminds me of uh, Doc Hollywood, the movie, the way you describe it. So, you know, uh, you, you had, okay. you know, Michael J. Our, Fox's character, right. you know, stuck in a little southern town. And then, you know, full of, you know, like you said, quirky people. And, you know, he, you know, he, he grows to love that little town uh, so much so at the end that he, you know, chooses to leave L.A. and go back to that small little town. Because he had, uh, you know, gotten so much from everybody there and those interactions. Um, and that, that, That's a pretty good comparison, actually. Okay. I would say that. Yeah, that's that, was, that was 1991, so I'm wondering if one influenced the other or... The success of one led to the other getting a green light or something. Hmm. Maybe, so, maybe that's the way it was pitched, right? Could <laughs> yeah. have been. Yeah. 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 The, this one did like the like the last few episodes really took a weird turn of this series to where uh, there was like a uh, like a wormhole. <laughs> it was like a wormhole yeah. to New York. I swear to God. <laughs> like, like the last two or three episodes, there's this weird little thing where I think it's the very final episode where Maggie is actually walking through the woods and she pulls back the trees and between the trees she sees this, the skyline of, of New York City. Boy, that's a jump the shark moment, huh? I know. It was really <laughs> weird. Like, I, I kind of lost it, uh, like around the like early sixth season because they wrote Joel out of the. Kinda yeah, out of he the left, show. right? I, I recall he was one of those series where they tried to replace the lead and it just didn't work. Right, and he it was uh, he was replaced by another doctor, and then um, oh, what was her name? She's actress. She was um, she was the actress who played Ben Stiller's opposite in uh. Meet, uh, meet the family, or what's it? Uh, Fockers. No, it's it's not meet the Fockers. It's the one. Is it no? Is it meet yeah, the... it's the same same cast though. Starts with meet the parents, right? Yeah, meet the parents. That's it. That was the one. Yeah, no, yeah, and it's her. She was in meet the Fockers too. Um, yeah, I can't remember her name now. Blonde girl, great job. Now they did a good job filling that filling that space but 
it just wasn't the same without uh, Rob Morrow as the lead. So, as Joel. Oh, wow. Then, yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, let's wrap it up. We've been, I've been talking too long. I, like I said, I can go on about this show. I've seen it many, many times and I love so many episodes. Um, so thank you all for listening to another episode of Bonsai Retro Club and joining us for, uh, this little chit chat about, uh, one of my favorite TV shows, Northern Exposure. And you can follow us on all the social media platforms and Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff through Bonsai Retro Club. Or you can email us, McFly at Bonsai Retro Club dot com and Suzanne is Suz Mataboni on Twitter and Dave does our Bonsai Twitter and Facebook stuff. And then you can find me at eighties auto reverse on Twitter as well. So that is all. Be excellent to each other. Don't forget to go and leave a review for us. That would be awesome. And we will talk to you all next time. Bye-bye. Bye. So long. And by the way, Terry Polo uh, plays Pam in Meet the Parents. Terry Polo. Okay. Good to know. Cool. No, I just – you had me hooked. I had to Google it to find out. I'm like, I know who she is. I just didn't remember the name. So. And she was young in this one too. Like she was, you know, still up and coming. That is well before we meet the parents. This has been a Bonsai Retro Club production. Bonsai, Daniel Hey, Bonsai! Bonsai!